sing a more perfect song. This is where I lay it all down. Maybe we'll go back to that in just a little bit. I believe that the word of God is true when it says our God is a present help in the time of trouble. There's nothing he can't do for you, in you, or through you today. Nothing he can't do with this church, in this church, and even into the streets outside this church. God is faithful. He's able. You might just... uh, You might just speak, you might just declare that he'll be proclaimed and glorified in the media and it might happen before Tuesday this week. You might just say, God put my marriage back together and before Saturday comes, the marriage is made whole. God did something you would have never dreamed possible. It might just be that you need a job, an occupation, not just a a career, not just something to make money, but but you need a calling in life. And before this day is over and, and before this week is over, God has spoken a word into your heart, but more than a word, a dream about today and tomorrow and what he can do from here to eternity. God is faithful. I feel him in his house. This is his sanctuary. This is his place. If he ought to be praised anywhere, he ought to be praised right here. Amen. So, I uh, feel like God's put a word on my heart and start hopefully when he says to start and stop when he says to stop. But uh, just in order to make reference to and emphasize the fact, turn to someone around you and just tell them, I almost got burned. I almost got burned. If we're not careful, if we're not careful, we automatically take a defensive posture with that. Did you hear me? We automatically take a defensive posture. I'll never get burned again. I'll never let him burn. I'll never let her burn me again like that. See, the key word is not burn right here. The key word is almost. Because there are some things that we need to burn in our lives. There are some things we need to offer up in our lives. And many times we almost get there. It doesn't happen. Go to the Word of God, Acts chapter 19, verse 15. And uh, you know the story well, or you should. Acts chapter 19, Paul has come to Ephesus There are 12 men that have not even heard about the power, the redemptive, uh, 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 anointed power of the Holy Spirit that work that not only redeems you, but helps enable you to witness to others that they might be redeemed. And there are 12 that are not not only baptized in the name of Jesus, but they are baptized in the power of the, of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and Paul has been preaching in the church and it's not been well received necessarily. And, and it is that uh, the revival breaks out and renewal breaks out. And, and there are men and women that are trying to work in the power, in the name of God, but they have no power inward. And so the word says this, the evil spirit answered as the sons of Sceva began to pray. And the evil spirit said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know, but, but who are you? Who are you? Next verse. And this became known both to all the Jews and the Greeks dwelling in Ephesus. Uh, that, that evil spirit leapt on those sons and, and left them in disarray, beaten and bruised and battered. And he said, this became known to all the Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus and fear fell on them all and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Also, many of those who had practiced magic and brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all, and they counted up the value of them, and it it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. And then the word of the Lord 
grew mightily and the word of the Lord prevailed. God had your anointing to your word, your anointing to your people, not only to receive the word, but to respond to the word and to retain the word. Not the word of human lips, not the declaration of, a, 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 of this human being, this man, God, made in your image, but the word that is your word, that you hold dear to your heart, that you invest into the lives of those who will receive it and believe it, and God, you enable them with great power so that it is not us who indeed prevails, but it is the word of God. God in us that prevails and makes us whole and to know and to live and believe and trust that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. God bless you today. Clap your hands as you're seated and we will (laughs) dig this out a little bit. Santi Mankato remembers army crawling through his house as a child and bullets flying through the windows. As that little boy, he remembers tanks in the streets and helicopters in the sky and bombs blowing up all around his home. Santee's father worked as a chef for the gorillas who supplied cocaine to none other than the Columbia cartel, the big boys, if you will. Pablo Escobar, the king of cocaine. Escobar was worth an estimated $100 billion, for real. Santee and his mother escaped the treachery, the crime, the violence of Colombia, and they immigrated to America. But there was, there was a, a deep-seated desire, compassion, and passion inside his heart for his native land and for, for his people. And, and in 2012, Santee went back to the Cauca Valley. And on that trip, he met two farmers that had risked their lives to stop growing the coca plants that turned into cocaine. Instead, they dreamed to turn the coca into coffee. And Santee bought into their dream. It was his dream. And it was then that his ministry called Redeeming Grounds helped transition 54 acres from coca to coffee. They took 1,740 kilos off market that was worth $85 million. Santee recently posted a video holding a kilo of cocaine with a street value of $27,000. There was a container there and a friend of his joined him as they set that cocaine aflame and they burned it in that container. And so it was in that bonfire the kilo disappears every time Santee converts a coca field into a coffee farm. He puts his life on the line in order to move drugs out of the enemies, out of the enemy's hand. I would that everyone in this room would let God speak to you right now and remind you that you have been called to deal with the big boys. We get lost in the small things of life, the controversies and the differences of opinion, but God has called us to reach up and pull down strongholds and overcome the very gates of hell itself. I feel his presence already. Lift your hand and praise him in his house this morning. Where ordinary becomes extraordinary. What seemed like, listen, I'm speaking to someone this morning, like small incremental victories. God said to remind you that those little victories were not in vain. I'm setting you up. What seemed like guerrilla warfare, what seemed like the Pablo Escobar of your life, what seemed like your $100 billion fight was and is not 
too big for the size of your God that God is able and he exceeds every thought and wicked imagination in this world. God said to tell you the heat was hot. Anybody been through a hot fire in the last six months, in the last year? The pressure was real. Anyone felt the load on your shoulders, on your soul, on your heart? And uh, the devil has been nasty, but God said, I have called you and I have not forsaken you to deal with the big boys, the big issues of, of your life. I've called you to lead mayors to Jesus. I've called you to lead principals to Jesus. I've called you to lead bank presidents to Jesus. I've called you to lead postmasters to Jesus Christ. I know you are almost got burned. I know that you felt like belly crawling through your house and to the altar this year, but God is with you and he will fulfill his call on your life. God said that was me that put you into the fire. That was me that blew off the devil's smoke. That was me that put your foot on the scorpion's head. I've called you to deal with the big boys. God said, tell them, I am your way out. I am your escape, and I will not leave you behind to be burned. God said, I didn't call you for that. That's not my will for your life. That's not my plan. But I saved you for you to burn in excess for my glory, <laughs> for my will, my plan, my honor, that others might see me burning inside of you. It is time for you to fan your flame. It is time for someone to buy into the dream. God said, I'll take the 54 acres of what the devil tried to stir up about you and I will put it completely out of production. But I won't leave you hanging what the enemy meant for evil. God said, I'll turn it to your good. I'll take what was wrong and broken and busted and I'll make something glorious and powerful come out of it. And, hey, somebody praise him like you mean it today. Hey, and not only that, uh, Whatever it was, it just happened. God said, I just shut it down for someone in, in this house. I, I just shut it down right now. When you walk out of here, walk out of here a different man, walk out of here a different woman. I just shut it down in your life. And not only that, but for every one thing that the enemy tried to tear down, God said, I'll build two in the place of it. For every marriage he tried to destroy, I'm going to put two back together again. For every person that walked out on your dream, hey, and away from your church, God, God said, I'll send two back through the doors. Everyone that laughed at you, God said, I'll send two to laugh with you. Everyone that tried to curse you, God said, I'll send two to lift up you. Come here, Brian, where are you? Brian, come here, Brian. God said, for everyone that tried to curse you, I'm gonna bless you twofold. I'm gonna bless you to lift up your hands, give him honor. I I'll send two. Hey! For some in this house this morning, you don't have to worry, worry about the devil producing against you. You're allowing him to produce in you. God said, fan the flame, Summerton. Greater is coming. Somebody's about to buy into our dream. If a man can walk in, if a man can call Kevin Wallace on a Monday morning and him want to turn the call down because he doesn't know who he is, 
but felt quickened in his spirit to have lunch. And the guy said, I'm gonna give you $4 million and pay off your building. God can do that for you. God can do that for us. For every enemy that's tried to curse us, God will bless us abundantly and above all that we can think or ask if we'll trust him. Hey, I, uh, God said, speak into a Joseph this morning. Speaking to some man, speaking to some woman, you, you, don't, you don't even know that you're number one. You think you're number two in command and you're driving the chariot and God said, others don't even know, but I'm about to equip you and bless you pour it out upon you and while others may look at you and think you're number two, don't you ever forget your, the destiny of those around you, the destiny of those in, my God, I feel him, the destiny of those in your family, the destiny of those in your church and your community. God will inflame you to reach them, Jamie Pounders. Just like that kilo disappeared, God said, I'll make the nightmare go away. He said, I'll do what I have to do to make it happen. <laughs> God said, I, if I am worshiped, if I am raised up, I will raise up a light to this community. I will make the light shine brighter on this hill than it's ever shown before. I'll fill every seat. I'll fill this place to capacity and beyond. I am the God who is able to do it all. Yeah. I know uh, this is not, I hear the voice of the Lord saying, he's speaking to my heart this week. This is not a time for the enemy, for the world to tempt me and to second guess me. This is a time for the world to understand that my hand is still on my church. I know societally that we, in society, we don't, we, we're not seeing it. We're not hearing that much about it. But I tell you, God's hand is still, there is a real church. There is a genuine church. There is a blood-bought church. There is an anointed church. There is a second chapter of Acts kind of church. And God's still working just like he worked in the scriptures and inside the word. Not a time to mess with me or my dreamer, Tanya Gibson. God said, I have put my hand of creation. I didn't plan this. I had no idea I was even going to speak into Brian, but I had an inclination that God wanted to say, you are a person of great creativity. God's hand is up. It's not a time to mess with you or your dream or your vision. God will bring it to fruition what it is that he wants to do in your life and in your call. Uh, mm. I, uh, <laughs> I appreciate your word for the year. I've heard a number of people saying, mentioning that. I've seen it on Facebook. I've seen it in the media. I'm glad you got a word for the year because I, I, I have, well, I like to think I have one, have one too. But most of all today, I came to tell, I don't always address him personally, but I came to tell the devil, I've got a word for this year. I, I've got a word for this year. It's from the beginning to the end. It's from Genesis to Revelation. It's what thus said the Lord through the prophets of old. It's what thus saith the Lord in the upper room in the book of Acts. And it's what thus saith the Lord to the church of the living God for today and tomorrow and in the decades to come if we will pursue his word. Ah, I gotta calm down a little bit. God said, I wanna stir the flame inside of you. Never shared a message, never been on display for a solo. God said, I, I want to stir the flame within you and the city. We'll see us burn. This city will see our flame. This city will see what, that I've taken down every enemy in your way. 
This is about God getting the enemy out, out of your way. I, I, I felt like I heard God speak to me late yesterday and he said, a clear path is coming. Jeremy, actually come with me. Let's walk with me a minute. I, I'm going to let Josh rest this week. I, I just, uh, uh, God said, listen, my, I believe this. You, from the very beginning, from the time I met you in winter, at Winterfest, and God's hand is on you. But not only is God's hand and favor and power and blessing on, on your life, you're a good man. There's a, there's a genuine humility. There's a concern and a care. And a, God said, listen, there's a clear path coming. Surround yourself. Surround yourself with some men and some women and some friends that will pray with you and pray more fervently than you've ever prayed before. And a clear path is coming. I'm opening every door. I will sanction it and I will order it and bless you. Is Tommy Quinn here today? Is Tommy here? He may be out. They've been wrestling with some things. He said, where? Somebody pointed back there. We pray. Tommy, somebody get word to Tommy. Clear word. I believe a clear path is coming. A clear path is coming. Listen. The problem is many times we go through this fire. We go through these aggravations and frustrations. I don't know that's none of you, but that's me. Y'all don't know nobody is. Frustrated. Any of you ever get the term we used to use, downright aggravated? We, we go through these times and seasons in, in our life when we're downright aggravated. And it seems like we're going through the firestorm of our lives. But the incredible thing about the Apostle Paul is this, Glenda Dodd, is that he knew who he was before he walked into the fire. Paul knew who he was in Jesus Christ before the fire was ever set up for his fall. We are in the city of Ephesus and the power of God has come to Ephesus. 12 more men have received the baptism. The synagogue, listen, is stirred up over the fire and the presence of God. The synagogue, the church, religion. You know what I have found, Jim Langley, I have found that others don't like it when you're willing to burn. When you really start to burn for the glory and the presence and the power of God and the manifestation of God, it will stir someone up in the church. Paul has turned the church on its ear for three months. And it is in verse nine that sanctimonious rebels don't like it a bit. A firestorm has been created. A religious rebel never wants the truth of God even if they come to church on Sunday morning. The pastor, you looked in my direction. Don't, don't, don't do that. But watch this, in his own firestorm, Paul separates the disciples into the house of Tyrannus. He pulls them out of the synagogue for two years and the power of God covers that city. The word said that handkerchiefs that simply brushed against the apostle Paul, they were put on those that were sick and they were instantly healed and they were instantly made whole. They were delivered. Evil spirits are coming out of people. The glory of God has stepped outside the church and into the street. Why? Because that's where the flame was always meant to go. Anybody can stir it up in here. When you got this, anybody can stir it up in here when you've got this. God said, I'm trying to speak to some people in the last day that will get the flame out of the church and into the community and see a real renewal. So the priest of the synagogue start using the name of Jesus flippantly. There's only one problem. They, 
they're using the name of Jesus, but they have no relationship with Jesus. And Sceva is, is the chief of priests and Pastor Sergeant, his seven sons take on a man with evil spirits and when they pray in verse 15, the bad spirit speaks and says, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who in the heaven are you? <laughs> and he leaps on them and beats them and sends them home black and blue. Don't ever mess with a devil you don't have the power to mess with. Don't go speaking things and calling things that you don't have the power in your life to back it up with. It's probably not perfect English, but you know what I'm saying. You need the anointing to do it. You need authority to do it. And the real question is, not who's with you and who you are in revival. But the real question is, who are you, Jody, in, Joey, in your fire? Who are you, Sarah Glover, inside your firestorm, in, in your greatest hour of temptation, in the hour of the utmost loneliness, and this, when you're going through hell on earth? Who are you then? What attitude surfaces? What comes out of your mouth? What kind of thoughts leap into your head? Who do you start blaming? And uh, I felt like God spoke to me and said to tell you, you may think this is a joke. You may think this is all fun and games. That this is some kind of kindergarten concoction of competition and my toy is bigger than your toy and my gift is stronger than your gift and I'm spiritually superior to you but my, my the word, the unction of, of God today is, is desperately trying to get through to us that we are the church of the living God and we have been called to pull down principalities and powers and every stronghold of the enemy and we can't do that if God cannot get us to burn. I don't need anybody else whose best talent is how they go home and pout about what they don't like. If that's your best talent, just keep it at home. I already told you, God will send us two for every one. Done with it. I, I need somebody, God said, who really knows me. I, I need somebody who will dispute the devil in and out of the church until the power of God is so strong in us that the devil has no other option but to leave. Paul knew who he was before he ever got to his fire, and he knew who he was in the middle of it, Tammy. Who are you, Brother Moon, in the middle of your fire? Anybody in this house that would say, Pastor, I want God's hand on my life. In the fire, out of the fire, in the storm, out of the storm. I want God's hand on my life. Pastor, that hurts the church. It hurts our reputation. You are mistaken. The word tells us that fear fell on all the Jews and Gentiles in Ephesus and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Would you join me in doing that? Would you lift your hands and just magnify him in the face of trouble, in the face of gloom, in the face of doom and doubt and despair? Would you praise, magnify the name of Jesus? Listen to what God said about me. He spoke to Isaiah. He said, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Neither shall the flame consume you. He said, I am your God, the Holy One of Israel. Listen to what Peter said. Peter said, pure gold put in the fire comes out of it proved pure. Genuine faith put through suffering comes out proved genuine. But it didn't stop there. Listen to what Zacharias said about us. Two out of every three will be cut off, but the 
third will be left in it and I will bring the third part through the fire refine them as silver is refined and test them as gold is tested they will call on my name and I will answer them I will say they are my people and they will declare that the Lord is my God, did somebody clap your hands and give him, give him praise for his promise. Tell your neighbor, I almost got burned. But God wouldn't let it happen. Why? Because I knew who I was before I ever went through the fire. Somebody praise him today if, if you know who you are. Hear me, listen, someone hearing this today, you may like my delivery, you may not like my delivery at all. I may be too slow, too loud, too whatever. But somebody in this house, you need to make up your mind. I am going to burn what tried to burn me. They won't hear me speak about it again. Uh, I will take down what tried to take down me. I'm not afraid to eliminate what tried to eliminate me. And I love this. Stay with me. We'll go home. Maybe. (laughs) Verse 19 said, many were bound by books on incantations. Books on evil spirits. Would you say that's the opposite of what we want in our lives? Evil, evil spirits. It's in the word of God. We just got right over it. Books on fortune telling. And these people have indeed met the man Jesus of Nazareth. And it is that their lives have been turned upside down and inside out. And only a real revelation of God can take flesh and change them like that. But it does happen. For someone in this house, you need a miracle in your family. Someone in the balcony today, someone that's lost, that you love dearly, you care for dearly. God said, that's the kind of God that I am. God said, that's the kind of God that you're dealing with, but most of all, that's the kind of God hell is dealing with. And and I've got the the capacity and the power to turn it around today before the clock strikes midnight. (laughs) Would somebody bless him? Just praise him. That's the kind of God that we serve. I, uh, there's not a hell in this house that he can't heal. Not a broken home that he can't put back together again. There's not a debt he can't pay, not a family he can't fix, not a demon he can't deliver us from, not a snake that he can't step on. I said it's time to burn what's been trying to burn us. We can have, listen, we can have the best preaching in the world, the best choirs in all of the world, the best outreaches in the land, but if we can't get along with one another, we can't live holy. If our gospel is compromised, if our attitude stinks, we are a tingling symbol and a clanging gong. The fire of God must be greater than our disagreement. Amen. I feel like God, I felt like there were a number of God says this week, Stephen Rizzo, where, where God said, put it under the blood, nail it to the cross, send it back to hell where it came from. It has to be annihilated, obliterated, incapacitated. Dealt with once and for all, Brian. 
throw it in the fire, God said. God said to tell somebody that he doesn't really mean that much to you. Man. He's not ever really been that important. Enough so that you could really get victory and breakthrough and make the change that it takes to be more like Christ. Hard, heavy word. God says, stop playing the game. I know that's cliche-ish, but just stop playing the game. Count the price. Verse 19, same chapter said, they counted the price. Hear what I'm telling you. Before you can fan the flame here or anywhere else, you've got to be willing to burn something in that fire. Those spell books were worth 50,000 drachmas. Do you know how much that is in today's money? 12 million? 300? $68,767. million. What if we try to get people today to burn the things that have become idols to them? When we worship a convention book more than we worship God. I'm all for the declaration of faith. This is the declaration of faith Sunday. I believe it. I've tried my best to live it my day. I believe in what our church stands for. But when we're more passionate about the days of old than we are the God of today, we are in a mixed up, messed up place in our walk with God. And God needs a man or a woman that can be used right here, right now to accomplish the things. Heavy is the spell book that hangs around your neck. What is your spell book? You've been under a spell, you've been hypnotized. Snap out of your fog. You've been behaving like a little puppy. The devil just pulling you around and you're just bouncing. Wherever he goes, you go and lost sight of the clear path. When the enemy says jump, you jump. When the enemy says get offended, you fall apart and get offended about every little thing. But I came to tell you this morning, we serve a God that can break the spell. We serve, we serve a God. There is a heavy cost that requires a heavy price. Listen, there is a connection between identity and sacrifice. The power of Jesus Christ broke the power of the enemy's spell book. When they threw those books worth $12,368,767 in into that fire, their identity became connected to their sacrifice. Well, others might have to give up that, but I don't have, maybe not. Only problem is you've not given up anything. And if your name didn't get on the fast list as a root or an anchor, maybe you'll just be offended about that rather than going to someone and say, hey, can I just, let's join together. I don't even know about a list. Let's just take a day and let's fast together. Let's seek God. Let's... What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm telling you that Jesus Christ, Pastor Lane, he paid an incredible, unbelievable price for my sin. And my identity is connected to his sacrifice. And you know what he says, Jim? He says, I'm worth it. He says, you're worth it. He says, every one of us in this house, we are worth it. Our identity is connected to our sacrifice. I'm closing. Now, we're not some pitiful representation of an incredible creation. But the word says, I became a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Somebody ought to be running to this altar because of how much old fell off of you. Yeah. 
stand with me this morning. my knowledge, this is the biggest basket we had in the house. I was hoping for more of like a big tub, but it was kind of hit me at the last minute. And Pastor Philip and Nicholas Dover brought up a big, rotund, uh, what did you call it? Whatever it was. It was real big, but it was so ornate and feminine, I figured you'd laugh more than you'd. So... Our problem is, for many in the body of Christ, is we don't have any problem getting to the fire. This is where, this is where we're burning the spell books. This is where we're burning all the rituals and the routines that we think make up God. Everything that is anti-God about our lives, we have no problem getting to the flame. We have no problem getting to revival. Well, our problem is we have people they're never putting anything in no problem to getting to where it's being stirred where, where the glory's coming down and, and Jonathan Ziegler's up and down every aisle and he's my buddy he's my friend I love him but there's more to God than that I believe in speaking in other tongues I believe in prophesying I believe in interpretation I believe in every gift of the spirit Sometimes God said, I've given and I've given and I've given. I need some people who are 85 years old and 35 years old and 15 years old. I need some people who are willing to put something in the fire and burn it and leave it there and leave it alone and don't go back and pick it up again. Talking about living right. Talking about saying that adultery is wrong and yet we live it. And saying that stealing is wrong and yet we steal. And bad mouthing and running down and poor mouthing and being critical of one another that we've been called to love. That's not for the world to burn, that's for us to burn. I said that to say this. Your life is a building block to every life in this church. Brother Sergeant, come meet me about halfway right here, if you will. I've, uh, I've learned in just a few months, I have the utmost respect for this man. We probably don't see the eye to eye on everything and he'll come around before it's over with, but <laughs> he, he doesn't know. Him and Miss Judy, they have poured into my life. My dad's here now. You talk about two living legends and two, two greats. If you'll listen long enough and you'll listen with intent and commitment and dedication, somebody will pour into you. Yes. And God might just send you a pastor that cares more about pouring into you than he does whether or not we get everything right in every situation all the time. Because I believe this, if we're close enough with him and we walk with him, he'll help us get it right, don't you? I think he'll help us get it right. I think he'll help us get it right. And he magnifies this life. You matter, you count. Your support to one another is magnified more than you can possibly know. Ryan, come here. I saw you. I felt like I saw your face the other day. Hey, if we can take, if we can take Ryan and get him to run over here to Joey, and joy to run to Ryan and them embrace arms and embrace hearts and embrace the spirit of the living God in both of them. If they, can, if, they, if they can connect this year and call one another and if you don't have a Facebook page, do something, text, but they're becoming, what are you talking about, pastor? 
I'm talking about learning how to walk from one side to the other and seeing somebody else's opinion is valid. And just because their opinion is different doesn't mean that it's wrong or it's ungodly. If he can take Micah, he can connect Micah to Joey's. And they can say, if we've not made a connection before, the one thing I will do this year is I'll make sure I make a connection. Well, that person's been in the church 30 years. I've been in the church 31 years. I don't have a clue who they are. Get a clue. It's time to get a clue. You might not know everybody, but you can find someone you've not connected with before. Why? Because our stories matter. Our testimonies count. But what God's done in you may be different than what God's done in me, but we are valid in the kingdom and we matter. I love you, man. Smell good, too. Come meet me in the altar. I'm, I'm not going to individualize this today. Just let the body come. Everyone that can, push in close. coming from the balcony. Wow, I know that's not an easy track. Who's my domino group? Who's the group Who's the group in the house that plays dominoes? We've been there once. I'm trying to remember who all you are. Everybody was not there. Then I lift your hand right. Have you ever heard of the domino effect? It's where when you knock over one domino, it knocks over another. And what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying your testimony is my testimony. My testimony is your testimony. Verse 20 says, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed, prevailed. Lauren Whitehead told us, told us this in 1983. That one domino can knock down hundreds of dominoes in a matter of seconds, that's fast. And a domino at each turn is capable of knocking down others. That is one and a half times its size. In other words, a two inch domino can knock down a three inch domino, a three inch domino can knock down a four and a half inch domino. And listen to this, by the time you reach the eight domino, there is enough power in effect to knock over the leaning tower of Pisa. By the 23rd domino, the Eiffel Tower. By the 28th domino, the Empire State Building. What if we all focused on knocking down powers this year? What if we all focused on reaching up and pulling down principalities? What if we all focused on, on, on that supernatural realm where things can really be broken and get past those little things that we don't always see eye to eye about or in regard? In mathematics, there are two types of progression, linear and exponential. Two plus two is four, four times four is 16. 30 linear steps takes you 90 feet, but 30 exponential steps and you circled the entire earth 26 times. If we can get people to start, start thinking past two plus two and start thinking four times four. And you, it's not as easy to figure out. You've got to invest some energy. You've got to do some things right. But the broader our reach, the broader the capacity for God to reach others. 
Man, the Lord said this, we'll pray. Thank God for his word. My question today is simple. I brought this here for a reason. Who's willing to throw something in? Maybe it didn't bother you before, Jonathan. Maybe it didn't happen five years ago, but maybe this last year's been tough. Maybe the last two years have been really tough. But God said, I'm trying to get you to throw something in. I, I would just encourage you before you don't, don't sign it. Don't put your name on it. Just find a little slip of paper. There's something you want to, you don't have to be specific, but it just it as a confession before you leave the house today, go back and write it down. And before you leave, drop it in that. And we'll pray. This staff will pray. The board will pray. We'll pray together as a church. We'll pray that God helps burn that thing that's been trying to burn you. God will do it. I believe he, can. he did it in his word, didn't we? $12 million. It may cost you something. It may be something valuable. God, say, God may say, you can't ever watch that again. God may say, you can't ever eat that again. God, say, God may say, you can't ever say that again in your life. Let's just start with a year. Let's get through 2023. Steps. But God said, if you'll burn it, I'll burn everything that's been trying to burn you. I'll give you unparalleled victory like you've never experienced before in your life. Right now, let's do it prayerfully. Would you bow your heads, God, in Jesus' name. My prayer for this church this morning, my prayer for me and my family and us, every attitude, every stronghold, every financial difficulty, every need for direction, that God, we would just burn those needs today. We, we, we would burn those habits and burn that idolatry. And God just say, here I am, I'm willing. I'll throw it in. I can't do it by myself. I've got to have your help. But God, with your help and the power of the Holy Spirit, I'll burn it this year. And it will never burn me again. And I'll give you the honor and the glory for it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Would you lift up your hands and pray in your own way right now? Now just tell God. Let's talk to God. Maybe you don't want to write it down, but maybe it's just something you need to whisper to him this morning. God, I'll do my best this year to give it to you. I'll do my best to get past that habit and that sin and that, mm, that so easily consumes us. And I'll praise you for it. And I'll give you glory and honor for it. In the name of Jesus that is above everything.